Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. We got Heather, we Hi. got Dan, and we welcome Dylan Francis. Yay! In the By the way, you Hi. can you can uh, move pillows however you want or get caught. You know, should I go from both to both mics? Wait, oh, that's whoa, whoa, Heather, hold on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. That's one. I like this one. <laughs> <Crazy. laughs> whoa, is this that your nuts. sound check when you talk? That was my sound check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do the fonts. <laughs> One time at a show, and it just made me think of it. I was at this random show that Sean Kingston was supposed to show up at and never did. And the way they would sound check for him, a guy would go up, right, grab the mic, jump up around stage, and then go, Hoo! Fire! Burning! And that's what they would do. Wait. Watched it. So that means that he was, there was a tracking track, and that's where he says fire and burning. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Shooting on the burning on a dance. Fire! Burning! By the way, uh, Sean Kingston never showed up for that performance at Nassau Coliseum. Oh, no. Is it because he got into a fight? I remember that fight that he had with Soldier Boy. (laughs) Real intense. Right? Or was Mm. that that something like that? That was him. Sean Kingston's had a, a lot of ups and downs, some trauma in his life. Wow. I remember playing that, that it was called Fire, right? Fire Burning? Yeah. Was fire, it Fire Burning? I think it's yeah. Fire Burning. Dance yeah. Floor. I, fire Burning up the Dance Floor. I, I remember playing that when I used to work at Dre's in... Vegas? Yeah. Don't worry to my Wynn residency. I'm not talking about yeah. currently. Steve Wynn. This was when I was like eight. <laughs> yes. Steve Wynn can't see, but he can hear. Well, he's gone. I know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so you're I'm, right. You got a yeah. new boss. <laughs> Can't see or you can't. It's very true, man. Very true. Every time he, yeah, he's a weird dude. I never met him. Did, whenever you watch him at your set. No, well, when you walk into the hotel rooms, they used to have him playing. Where he's like, "Come on down to the Esplanade. We've got a lot of nice uh, Gucci stores. Really you wow. can uh, go to the clubs to see some great. He's really just, tempting. Yeah, you're like, oh, this sounds really fun. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, uh, I've met him a couple times, and when he would speak to you, uh, so th- your your face is my microphone, uh-huh. and then I'm Steve's face. He'd get like this. Oh, right? so he's little Zan. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> he's doing the feel his breath on you. Oh, that's terrible. It's like he was smelling you. I don't like that. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. No, thank you. No, thank you. What do you think of little Zan right now? I love him. You cool? Would you work with him? Yeah. I know what what is all Spanish, and I don't think Lil Xan speaks that, but... I mean... Diego might... I'm not only doing music in Spanish, uh, but I mean, it was... This this is just like a fun concept album for me. Can we like... Let's dive into it. Yeah. Because it's... In fact, like, when did you first... It goes all the way back to when you first started, right? It's this whole genre of music that you ended up pretty much creating, Moombatone. I didn't create it, but I appreciate that. Yeah, I did. It was me. It was... (laughs) Was either? Yeah, she did it. I did it. Uh, so don't. Do you want to tell credit. the origin story? Uh, no, I'll let you do it. Okay. Yeah, she's <laughs> humble. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll probably mess it up in my bad if That's I right. do. Totally cool. <laughs> you the guest. <laughs> but uh, my my friend Dave Nada, um, he he did this thing called a skipping party, and uh, a bunch of friends from school. It's where you skip school and then you go to a friend's house in their basement and drink 40s and listen to music. That sounds so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's this record called Moomba that Afrojack had remixed and um, he, it was at like 128 BPM. And he's like, man, all these kids are like, all these Mexican kids are not going to really like this. They're like, 
it's too fast that they're gonna they're gonna they're not gonna like this music they listen to all punk music so he's like man maybe what if i put it at like this tempo down to 110 so he put it to 110 or 108 and when he played it all these kids were like what is happening oh my god this is the coolest thing i've ever heard in my entire life and then that's how the genre was born and i heard that and then that's i started getting into it so it's basically like from him slowing down that record it was like oh this is reggaeton meets dance music and then that's how he beca- that's how it became mumbatone because it was mumba and then reggaeton oh. so th- that speed change can change the entire genre of music yep that's what happened wow that's that's how it exploded to people like because when i first heard it as well i was like what tempo is this at i've never heard any dance music made in this tempo i've heard stuff at 140 and i've heard stuff at 128 and a little tiny bit slower but it was like unheard of at the time to do that in kk th- that's the name of the song right that yeah. was the first record of yours that really had mumatone and that gets you yeah. to diplo obviously too yeah that was that and that's what the the album's name is after is is because that was like the the well, first what? song that, yeah cool so i just uh, wow yeah is it, it, cool. yeah, isn't it funny it. that that mm-hmm. it's in English, <laughs> yeah, <I> just, <laughs> <laughs> name a Spanish Spanish language album in English. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> How proficient are you now in this language? Um, I definitely understand way more, way more. I'm not good at at, at speaking Spanish yet. I want to. I want to get there. I I was trying to do like Rosetta Stone while working on the project, but um there's this thing that i always say when everyone asks me like do do you speak it well and i'm like no actually like the reason i wanted to do it so much was one i was was super inspired by going back to like making this rootsy quote-unquote mumbatone but also that i was removing myself from any of the lyrics so none of the artists could come to me like hey do you want me to say this or do you want me to say this it was more up to them and I could be like, hey, melody wise, I want it to sound like this because that's what I'm way better at. I've been in sessions where I'm with English speaking artists and they'll come to me and ask me like, hey, do you think I should say this? And I'll be like, yeah, or this or something else. And then I'll listen back and be like, why did you listen to me? Man, <laughs> you shouldn't ask me what to write about at all. So where, how does this all start? Does it start with you having these sounds and this production in your head and then putting that into like a tangible piece of audio and then giving it to artists and saying, can you now write for this? Yeah. that's So, so what happened was I – so in November – I think it was November 2016 – yeah yeah november 2016 i went to the latin grammys um i met a couple people there de la ghetto and uh this guy el guincho and this guy toy selector was introducing me to them and uh and that's kind of where the the project started embarking and i i deep dove into de la ghetto's music and started listening to a lot of latin trap and that's how i found out about archangel and bad bunny and um and then a lot of the other artists that i'm that are on the album and uh but I had some instrumentals done and then I just kept kind of making more and sending them to Toy Selector who was passing them out to people and being like, hey, do you understand the project? Because it's not it's not regular reggaeton, you know, it's it's definitely a you, you got to kind of convince someone to be like, oh, OK, cool. I'll try that since it's it's so different for me. I feel like none of this is normal, right? Like even the <laughs> idea of like, dude, like you're born and raised in L.A. Uh-huh. Your parents are in Spanish, right? <laughs> Uh, no, like, are you? Are you, I'm the I'm a white boy. You're yeah. No, you're. I mean, I, my my mom is from Yugoslavia. She she was born and raised in Yugoslavia oh, cool. before Serbia and Croatia broke up, which has nothing to do with Latin America. No, but you can't be first European descent. There you, go. you got a little something in there. Got a little something. <laughs> Have you found your father yet? Yeah, no, he's he's. 
People wonder. <laughs> He's been there the whole time. I feel so bad that I made that. That was like a joke of the internet, and a lot of people took it so seriously that I, I didn't have a dad. I feel bad for the people that don't have a dad. You should. <laughs> <'Cause I did laughs> That's that. terrible. You, you know, we're, the not, we're not laughing at that. No, I know. Just, no, you're la- I know you're you. laughing at the realization of me being like, man, I was kind of messed up. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Was your dad really an alternative medicine doctor? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. He's over on, uh, where, what is it? He's, he's over in like Santa Monica area. What, what kind of, like, what does he do? What's his specialty? He, he's, uh, acupuncture, diet, uh, cool. herbs. He makes all of his own herbs and, oh. Was he like forcing you like, you know, eat eat bark when you're younger and like do uh, I mean, crazy things? So interesting interestingly enough, there's like a lot he did do a lot of like fermented there are these like herbal f- fermentation cans that you can use and you have to ferment them for a certain amount of years did and your then like your dad create kombucha? No, 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 oh. but he was on it before everybody else that, was. Cool. But he had like so all all that stuff just tastes like Jägermeister to me. So. <laughs> so is that what you were drinking? Oh. I mean, no, no. Well, that's why I don't mind drinking Jägermeister because it tastes like all the herbs I took when I was growing up. Well, like, was he giving you this? Which drink? could it mean that my dad was getting me drunk all the time? Well, no, he to make me go to sleep. He made a habit <laughs> easier to form. Yes, right. He Alcoholism. Got, <laughs> got your taste buds ready for it. Yeah, he's like, oh, okay. You know what? He's gonna love Jägermeister. Cool. He, he really. I mean, are you healthier because of it? You think now? Yeah. I mean, I, when I was growing up, we were we were just talking about this in the car, where like. I, I wish my dad would have let me try everything, like cereals and whatever other candy. Because when I would go to my friend Dean's house, yo, I would house <laughs> two boxes of Captain Crunch or whatever he had in his in his cupboard in one day. You were the friend the mom hated. I, yes, because you yeah. ate the food. Because she'd be like, "Oh man, I gotta go to the f-ing market again to get some more Captain Crunch." Are you kidding me? This was for four kids. Not just one child that I that's not mine. <laughs> they don't own. <laughs> yeah. Were you, so. were you really not allowed or didn't curse until you were 15? Yeah. I didn't know any curse words. I didn't really, I wasn't like exposed to it. How does that intensive sheltering happen? I feel like you would be subject to it navigating the halls of school, but I, I mean. I went to, I went to a lot of like Catholic schools. Uh, I went to Berkeley Hall, Laurel Hall. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, Laurel Hall's in North Hollywood, so okay. don't, huh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Lower no your pinkies <laughs> up over there, sir. Lower your pinky. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Do you remember your first curse word? I, th- I think, I mean, it was probably Cool. Yeah, it's nice. probably shit. What's yeah. your favorite curse word? Yeah, it's good. It, For sure. It bites, man. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> that's the, the that's the good one. Yeah. Do you remember how you learned? Um, like, were you that kid who was like, "Hey, dude, what is?" Maybe going on, going on to the AOL dial-up, <laughs> waiting for whatever, whatever. What would Wikipedia be back then? Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. It was. What was before Ask Jeeves though? I think it was Yahoo Search or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Yahoo still existed around. I probably, I, I think that's what I searched most of my stuff on the internet for was to learn all that. <laughs> what does <laughs> mean? It's poop. Yeah, it's a, you know, poop. <laughs> poopy. Yeah, it's a poopy. <laughs> <laughs> did, it's so cute. Did you have a weird? <laughs> Speaking of cute, did you have a weird relationship with Sesame Street? Uh, my dad made me watch an hour of Sesame Street every day so I could watch normal TV. Until you were 15? Not until I was 15, no. <laughs> no. That would be so sad. Yeah. Man, that Oscar guy. <laughs> you guys want to talk about it? <laughs> Everyone be like, what are you, 
be watching, man. <laughs> Did you bond with these puppets? Because I no, loved... Oh. I f***ing hated it. I hated it. I sat there with my eyes closed, waiting for the hour to be over so I could watch normal cartoons, like, or Power Rangers or whatever I was watching at the time. Dylan, you could have soaked in some really great f- life that. lessons. <laughs> That Zach just has a weird obsession with puppets. He was, hoping to, he was probably hoping to bond over that. Well, so you probably crushed him right I there. I loved the, the music video you did with yeah. Panic and <laughs> Brendan. Brendan, you're so hot. I produced that song. I just want to say that. Well, yeah, let's just, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yourself. You. <laughs> you really did it, bro. Thank you. It's yeah. pretty cool. cool. I was, I was, I'm just so stoked because I'm such a massive Panic of the Disc. Like, I'm a stan. I am a full-on stan of Panic! at the Disco, so mm-hmm. it's always so weird when I hang out with, with Brendan because I don't want to, like... Be weird. I don't want to be weird, mm-hmm. but I, I think he's such he's such an artist. He can backflip on stage. He can yep. hit the highest notes ever. He can play piano. He's so good at fan interaction. He's so... Like, he's such a special human being. So it's just incredible to be around him and then him to be like, yeah, you want to make a song on my album? I'm like... I've been wanting to forever. It's <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's just really cool to to like I don't know. It felt really special to me to be able to 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 do that. Why do you think they've been around for so long? Like what what what's kind of like kept their success going and not just going like rising consistently? I don't know. I would say Brendan. I would say Brendan. Yeah, yeah. Brendan. Yeah, you're right. Actually, because yeah. he's the only. But yeah, he's he the last member. Yeah. yeah. Is it? I, he's changed what he's done over the years, but. It's always been rooted in that same kind of sound. I listen to, so I mean, I, I always listen to, like, I have an emo playlist. Um, Who doesn't? Yeah, exactly. We all do. Especially now. Yeah. <laughs> we need it now more than ever. Yes. A lot going on. <laughs> a lot going on. But I'll always go back to that and I'll listen to, you know, like, I Ride Sins, Non-Tragedies, and, and uh, a, a, you know, A Fever. What That was from A Fever You, you can't, can't Sweat Out. Yeah. 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 Um, and then... You know, I, I, why am I forgetting the name? But it, all the songs are named in such a weird way. But the way that he sings them, he's always sung in like this weird, uh, almost musical theater way. Yeah, and and it stayed true through everything. Mm-hmm. And the way that he like he lyrically chooses things is so interesting always. Mm-hmm. And especially with that la- the, this last album, I was listening to the whole thing and I was like, man. <laughs> My song sucks compared to a lot of like High Hopes is is incredible, yeah. And all the melody lines and you can tell that from Kinky Boots he's like really gone into the to the yeah. musical theater stuff and it's so good. And and as you're talking, that's the realization that happens in my head is like the one thing that has not changed is his voice. So yeah, there's a, there's people out there right that people people say and I think a lot of people can agree that their voice is a genre in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Like that's Sam Smith's goal. Absolutely. But, Absolutely, that is. It, it, it's the it's the most recognizable thing. Period. But do you need a star vocalist to make a hit song? I think the "Lean On" is kind of the song that that'll you know that trumps that because mm-hmm. Mo. I I don't know how much she was putting out before that. That was the first time I'd ever heard of her, and um, I don't want to say like that she hadn't been working for three years or anything. But you know that wasn't like that was uh, that wasn't a Sam Smith vocal or. Or an Adele vocal, or you know, and there's a lot of moments like that, right? Yeah, where like, and, and, and Diplo said the same thing when he was here, right? And he's everybody's done songs with unknown vocalists, and those you don't need it because there's so much more that is a song. Yeah, and that's kind of what you're proving too. You were able to make music and tell a story without even fully understanding lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, 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 I'm trying to really wrap my brain around how you work because 
doesn't production match the type of story you're trying to tell or does the story need to match the pace of the production? My thing was just making a cohesive album that made sense sonically throughout it. And that's why I like pick there's a lot of songs that didn't make the album just because they didn't sound right and they didn't have the right tone or they didn't the lyrics didn't kind of sound the same together. Uh, I did read like we got them all transcribed and I read through a lot of them. I think the only song that really stands out that's different from all the other ones of what we're t- what they're talking about is uh, the song Ven because it's very ex- it's very explicit. Um, <laughs> What's it saying? It's talking about. A lot of sex stuff. A lot of things going places and going in and out of things. Sweet, bro. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, bro. (laughs) It's, yeah. But all the other ones are like very like loving songs. Like We the Funk is is about, you know, finding a girl that you, that, that you really want to go and either at a party in the street or you can take her anywhere and, you want to you want to take her with you wherever you're going. Why is this the right time for a project like this? And why is it the right time for you to go back to Moonbatone? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I started the the project in 2016, and and it's very serendipitous that a lot of like Despacito and Mijente had happened. But I was just going back and trying to like, you know, pay homage to to the music that that is you know what Moonbatone is from. And to use my platform to really push these Latin artists that aren't in, you know, the U.S. market that I actually was like, wow. Because I went and worked with every single one of them. Residente was one of my favorite people I've ever worked with. Just an incredible artist, incredible person. What he does for Puerto Rico is incredible. And just the nicest people. Like when we were in the studio in Miami, he's just like, he's so cool. He had all of his friends coming over drinking beer and we were all just having a great time. And it's just like, it's that fun vibe that when you're making music, there's really nothing, no other cares. And you don't feel like you're, you're sitting there and you have to prove something because it's, it's just, it's fun. And that's kind of what I wanted to go back to the project. I didn't want it to be like this guys, I've put my blood, sweat and tears into this. (laughs) And Oh my God, it was, yeah, exactly. This is just like, I had so much fun working with these artists. Whatever happens with the records happens. And it was just incredible to take this journey because I travel the world. You know, I get to I thank thank God that I get to go to, uh, you know, South America, to Europe and see all these places and see all these people and meet them and, and shake their hands. And, you know, I, I've got to see a lot of culture. And I think that's why Diplo and I are, are you know, one and the same is like we just love I love going and exploring these places and exploring the music because music is such a crazy connector. And especially being a dance music artist, like I don't necessarily, I never needed to understand lyrics ever. I've listened to songs mainly for instrumentals because I'm a producer. So for me, their voices are just another instrument. And do you use them that way? Absolutely. And that's how I would tell a lot of people. Like that's why I loved going to Dominican Republic because I feel like the Spanish there is way more percussive. And the, and the way that they speak is very, it's like, it's just very on beat. And, and then same with Residente, like his, the way that he speaks Spanish and, and the way that he's able to rap, he, he raps in almost like an off kilter, like triplet cadence, but it's not, it's, it's so bizarre. Like where I'm like, wait, how does that even, how are you able to do that? How do you know to be able to like hit this right? And it won't mess up someone trying to dance to the song. And he does it. He does it That's perfectly. That's impressive. Yeah. So do you match him in that moment? Or Yeah. No. no? He, matched <laughs> he, he matched me. Yeah. He matched me, yeah. 
Wow. That's cool. So yeah. do you set a different goal for every song you're trying to make? Like, does it, how does it start for you? Like, is it, do you hear something in your head and then sit down at a computer or? Yeah, I'll be inspired. I'll be inspired by something and, and just start writing a, a, a song. And um, it'll either be a chord progression with, with a drum beat on it, or it'll just be drums. Um, like there was a certain song that didn't make the album actually, but it was originally written just to strictly a drum beat with a weird synth on it. And then after she wrote it, I was like, oh man, this would be great to put uh, chords underneath it. And then putting the chords underneath it actually turned it into an even better song. So it'll happen either, either or. Got it. Yeah. So what inspired the song? What is it? Uh, Look at that butt. Look at that butt. Oh man. So the sample, this is actually, this is great. So I was in Mexico city at a writer's camp and look at that butt had no synth on it. It had just, the the um the like guitar pluck and the little little voice and uh that says look at that butt and i played it for jarena and she's like oh this is incredible i love this and i was like yeah we should talk about how because in dominican republic a lot of the dudes are are very aggressive with cat calling because the song was originally called cat call okay and and this is before she was on it and i was like we should do one where it's you talking about how your mom gave you this body and uh you're you're wearing the clothes you're wearing not for the world you're wearing it to be proud for your heritage and for your mom giving like for the genetics and so the whole song is about that and then that's how we kind of came up with it and and then she wrote all the lyrics but so who is that saying Look at that butt! Some yeah. random, some random sample. Oh, <laughs> there was a, there was a part at the end. There there actually was a middle section where we got our friend, uh, what's his name, uh, El Medico. We got him to say a bunch of Dominican like pickup lines. My favorite one was, "Ma'am, go with God. Your daughter can come with me." <laughs> oh, um, that's really bad. Yeah, that might, that might get me. There is there are some. <laughs> crazy ones that i heard from them wow. that were just like whoa you know that's okay that's kind of beautiful yeah and then uh it, there was there was a part at the end where i was screaming where i was like hey ma um oh wait what is it do you need oh yeah hey ma do you need an inhaler because you got that ass or wait no hey girl do you need that inhaler because you got the ass ma yeah <laughs> good and and then we decided to take it out because I, I felt like it took a little bit away from the song well with a song like that I had no idea what that meant. All I knew is was uh, look at that butt. <laughs> then, then you watch the music video, and I'm reading the comments. People are like, "What the hell is this? This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard and seen." But I love there it. There were so many angry people because we put, we made a Fortnite music video <laughs> with, the, with the emo dances. But then you just oh, like kind fun. of come dancing through yeah. it, and people are like, "What is going on here?" Well, that that, that music video was an homage to KK as well. Because if you watch KK. This, the, what we're doing in the in the video has nothing to do with what the song is about. Like we made the video about having to have your eyes crossed the whole time, <laughs> and in the song, KK means just what what. <laughs> so it doesn't. Anyways, there's no. I mean, you are telling a story, but you're taking different random pieces. Yes. to put it out there. Yes, which is cool because I think there's a lot more interpretation that goes on there. Yeah. Whether it's the, the interpretation <laughs> leads to anything fruitful or some like breakthrough <laughs> or whatever it is. I mean, you, you think about it. Yeah. You are, I mean, is it a branding thing? Because you're a funny guy. Like that Fortnite I, thing. I just love having fun, man. I, I It was, that's it. You're I just love making culture. people laugh. Do you think people take it too seriously? Because you seem like you just have fun if it's a joke and people are like, what the f-? You're like, whatever. It's yeah. fun for me. I don't care. 
They hate it. Perfect. I would love pissing off all those gamer kids. <laughs> I love seeing their, their comments of like, cringe, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh my God, Fortnite dances. I'm like, I don't f-ing care. <laughs> Whatever, dude. This is so... If As long as it's fun for me, I feel like some person's going to... to like. If if I have 10,000 people that are on my side and mm-hmm. think it was fun, I think that's a win. And if they're, like, going to be fans of me, then there you go. That's all that really matters is, like, the, the good core group that gets my humor. Because I don't want to change for somebody. No. I love making jokes. I love saying the F word. I love, you know, making people laugh. And I also think that that's the only way you actually genuinely succeed is by being yourself, right? Yeah. Like- I, especially nowadays. Like, I, th- I feel like that's what anyone that's on the internet really wants to see mm-hmm. i think with any so like celebrity person Agreed. or pop artist or anything yeah. they want to see that like true gritty stuff and mm-hmm. just be talked to normally maybe we have left the era of like untouchable diva you know madonna th- never tweeted or you know. i think we have for sure i think that the the sign for me that that made it seem like that is when drake started playing fortnite with ninja <laughs> right. that was yeah. that's such a weird move for a rapper to do but from a mainstream standpoint and from where he wants to get to and yeah. becoming a part of culture and fueling culture. Yeah. But I mean, he's he's now been using social media more and more. It's, I think people are starting to realize that, that like that's that's the way to galvanize. You have to. Yeah. I mean, you're like a, you were a Vine star at one point, weren't you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I love I love <laughs> Vine. I wouldn't say star. Meowskowitz. You know. oh, we or Meowski. Sorry. Meowski666 is the worst song. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm glad you know that. Oh, my God. And then have you heard? You've heard Dolphin on Wheels, right? <laughs> yeah, don't I listen haven't. to it. Can you sing that one for us? It's just uh, dolphin noises. Well, well, actually, I can I can sing it for you. The beginning starts out this like this. Did you have a good Christmas? No. Do you love your mommy? No. Do you love your daddy? No. Do you love your grandparents? No. What do you like? I really like dolphins. <laughs> and then a dolphin noise starts building nice. up. And then and then really it says dolphins. Dolphin. And then there's dolphin noises happening on like a B more beat. That was for Kill the Noises album. I don't know what we were thinking. <laughs> like it's not disturbing, but if you think about it, it really could be. It's disturbing. <laughs> well, I, I play it when I'm doing like the pool parties in Vegas and I always like to look around to see like what person's being like. Wait a second. What is this? These are dolphins? <laughs> it's kind of cool. It's the newest spectacle. <laughs> dolphins arrive at the pool. Animal music, man. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that, you know, you travel obviously a lot and you're talking about it. And obviously, you know, Moombatone, very much inspired by all of that. And you've talked about it in the past. And so is Diplo. There's kids all over this world right now somewhere making the next Moombatone. Yeah. Creating the next evolution of edm yeah and i know you're inspired by people like that absolutely i mean it goes like when trap edm became like the big thing and that's when flosterdamas did that original dawn remix for for the major major laser project and that's i remember that blew mumatone out of the water for me personally and i even remember calling josh and kurt and being like dude this sounds exactly what it sounded like when i found mumatone like this sounds like that next big thing and it and it literally became that ne- next big thing. It's and crazy. so there there definitely is some kid that's going to make a remix to some Diplo song or some, you know, Tiesto song or who knows who. Or it's, you know, Skrillex has been gone for a long time. He may come back with like the next craziest thing possible cuz he's always been a crazy amazing innovator as well. 
is it innovation that is stimulated from oneself or is it innovation that is sparked by others work others inspiration work. i think it's i think i think it's either or personally for myself it's other people's work um or it's you know it, it'll be subconscious where like i'll be walking probably somewhere and i'll hear a noise from a bus or something like that and i may not even think that i heard something but then all of a sudden the idea will spark in your head or you'll be listening to some other song and then all of a sudden you have that because that definitely happens i get that yeah and it can even hit you in delayed yeah and especially when i'm taking a shower i don't know why but whenever i'm taking a shower i have like the best ideas possible whoa yeah has this been like consistently in every shower you've ever had yes yeah. Huh, so it's a shower thing. It's a shower thing. Not Maybe like it's your naked body. Shower. It's not my naked body. I don't look down. <laughs> Why? I've never looked down. <laughs> look, man. I can't look down. My I don't want to look too big, but I get it. <laughs> but Bulls- why? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I look down all the time. <laughs> so my yourself sure is still there. there? Yeah. Like, yeah. Looking good. <laughs> Doing well Same. today. Yeah. Yourself on the back. I'm glad I shaved. Looks bigger. <laughs> oh, it really does. Give me an extra inch. <laughs> no, but, but in the in the shower, I like I've had the best. When I used to do a, when I used to do Snapchat a lot for like Snapchat stories or for Instagram stories or whatever it is, whenever it's like me making a story with with my pinata Gerald or whatnot, like I've always had better ideas in the shower. I'm like, oh, I should do that. That would be really funny. It's always those type of ideas, and I've had some music ideas, but it's mostly for anything that's like in f- comedy stuff that I want to do. Shower. Well, it's probably because yeah. you're in the shower. There's nothing there to distract you. You don't have a phone or technology. Uh, yeah, you're just thinking weird thoughts in your head. I wish. I wish. I wish I could like. I wish I personally could put my phone down a, a, a little bit better and not think about it and like let my brain go free instead of like, because if you do it, you still have that in the back of your head. Like, man, I wonder if I missed a message. That's, it's crippling. Yeah, I can't, it's like, crippling. Being away from my phone means I'm thinking about my phone and I don't know which is more unhealthy, thinking about it or using it obsessively. I think that's a, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then your thoughts are preoccupied mm-hmm. with that. Mm. And you can't even. But it's true. Sleep. When you're in the shower, I don't know why. I don't think about my phone in the shower. Neither do I. I think about washing every crevice <laughs> possible. And you have a com- task and comedy jokes. <laughs> Maybe my body is just really funny to me. <laughs> more you get, that'd be a good joke. Yeah, not just to you, dude. <laughs> well, actually, when you think of somebody like you, so you're either usually making music or you're gaming a lot. So you're yeah. always with technology. I am. So- it, yeah. Wow. That sucks. <laughs> sorry. What a realization. No, 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 sorry, sorry to bring that up. That's I don't consider me like when I'm when I'm on my computer I'm actually really good at, about forgetting my phone and that's when I'll actually get pissed off if my phone rings too much. If I'm in an idea and I'm and I'm working on it like man, if Jordan texts me, <laughs> dude, I like there's a certain point where I will actually get mad for no reason. <laughs> where it's like it's not even her doing anything wrong. It's just me being like god and stop texting me because I'm working. Like, and I'll just try to like trying to finish something. And even with Snapchat stories, that's I, I when I used to do those a lot. Like, if anyone would call me and I'd be filming, because I just go when I'm in it. I right. I need to go with the train of thought. Like, I'm horrible. My schedule during the day is I wake up at if I'm going to go work on music. I wake up at nine. I make breakfast at nine twenty, and I start work right at ten. And I sit at my desk all the way until eight o'clock or six and work straight through i will not i will not do anything else i will not talk to anybody else and i will just sit there in the project 
and just try to like push myself because I feel like if you listen to something enough and you hate it enough, you'll change it to something better or, or it'll become that. Interesting. It's weird. So will you not leave a song unfinished? Oh, no, I'll definitely leave a song unfinished. But like, for instance, the Cardi B one, I think there's like 19 files of that remix that I did. And it took until the 19th one to be the final, which is completely different than every single other one. Whoa. And there was other versions where I thought it was fine. And then it turned out, I was like, no, this isn't it. Do you start over completely? or do you No, no, just- no. I'll just start like re- reintrodu- yeah, reintroducing stuff or deleting certain sections or trying something else and then being like, oh, this is perfect for this section. Let me fix this. And do you run it by nobody else? Is it just you? Um, I'll, s- I'll probably start sending on like the fifth demo just because I don't want... I have this thing where, where I'll bounce it to, to MP3 and then I'll listen to it in my car. I'll go and drive aimlessly because I love doing car tests and I'll like drive to the beach or something like that. And I'll listen to it a bunch of times through. And usually at that time, I'll have enough notes on what to change where I'll go in and change it. And then something through those change will kind of hit the domino over. And then all of a sudden it starts, you know, starts spreading out. And then I'll, finally you'll be like, oh, wait, I'm getting close. I'm getting close. And I'll keep doing that until I can finally listen to it all the way through and not... Without a note. Without, yeah, without nitpicking anything. There is one thing that I messed up that's like a very producer thing. And it was like, I left a sub on this kick where the sub shouldn't have been. And that's the only thing when I play it, I get pissed off about. I can't believe you did that. I'm pissed. How many other songs do you have that you listen to and you're like, they should have been different? That's a good question. Um, There's definitely uh, stuff from my old album. I think like the only song that I wouldn't have changed is is, um, Love in the Middle of a Firefight with Brendan Urie, but there's other ones like We Make a Bounce with Major Lazer. There's like a bunch of like producer stuff that I would have done where it was like making the kicks louder, using a different sub. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. Wow. Yeah. Is it hard for you to listen to? Um, No, because it was only in the beginning. Got it's it. only the beginning section of that song where it pisses me off. So you just play from the middle? <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I actually put in a different drum beat to, to mix in. I'm not even joking. It's on the live the stuff. for you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. It's cool. But it's all producer stuff. Like, I bet yeah. I bet if I played you of, uh, you know, an old version of We Make It Bounce, or I, I bet you if I played you the original We Make It Bounce and then the version that I would want to change it to, you'd probably be like, I don't understand what's different about them. Yeah, and it would, it, it's just like, it's just nitpicking stupid yeah. things because I'm, I'm, I hate myself. That's why. <laughs> but you also have the ear. Like, I don't have the ear. Like, yeah. can you, but listen? you don't, there, there is a point where the ear is a bad thing to have. Mm-hmm. Like, and Porter, Porter Robinson has talked about this all the time. And he even changed it in his music where he's like, I was, I used to be so nitpicky about getting the perfect kick, the getting the perfect this. Now I'm actually more interested in just having the vibe completely right it doesn't matter if it's mixed correctly or anything i want to make sure that this sounds like you know that it has a soul it's not technical exactly and that's where you can really mess up because then someone won't hear that soul in it because it is music made on a computer and there's a certain point where you can make something sound too computery Mm -hmm. and people won't want to listen to it it breaks it. Exactly. Computers don't have souls, guys. They don't. They have just zeros and ones. Poppy has a soul. Okay. <laughs> do you know Poppy? <laughs> she, she's a computer. Oh, wait. Okay. I know Poppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a video with her a long time ago. <laughs> so you know Poppy? Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> she's a character. Uh, I mean, I've met her. She's... Yeah. Interesting. I, You know what? I don't want to throw her under the bus because if she would, 
we'd find out she's not a computer. Whoa. She would bleed? I'm just kidding. She's a computer. <laughs> Wires fell out. She's a computer and calm down. Zach Show. Hey, if you're considering going back to school, ask yourself the following questions. Do you need flexibility to take classes on your schedule? Do you have college credits you need transferred? Do you want to earn a quality degree from a world-renowned university? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Arizona State University is the perfect school for you. Arizona State University offers over 150 highly ranked degree programs 100% online. You'll earn the same degree as you would on campus from wherever you are on your schedule. Plus, ASU Online accepts most transfer credits. For more information, text Zach to 35517. Learn for yourself why the Wall Street Journal ranks ASU fifth in the nation for producing the best qualified graduates and why 87% of ASU grads are recruited within 90 days of graduation. Learn to grow, learn to succeed, and learn to thrive at Arizona State University. To learn more about ASU Online degrees, text Zach to 35517. That's Zach to 35517. Zach Sang Show. Do you um, ever see people like Calvin Harris or Diplo working with these big name artists like the Arianas and Justins and think, I should do that, and then I can get played on the radio a lot? Man. Um, I mean, doesn't my album kind of show that I didn't do that? You didn't, but I'm saying like if you wanted to create a huge like massive hit with like a, like an easier hit, maybe. But where's the integrity, I, I, bro? I see what you mean. I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Sam Smith on a song. I understand what you, it, it is. There is. I think Taylor Swift was kind of the person that started this because she did it on her tour where she brought out, you know. Collaborations Collaborations every night. Every night. Mm-hmm. Now when you go to Coachella or anything like that, if you don't bring a person out. Who are you? Are you? Were you even really playing? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe so. They actually paid over your name. Yeah, on the billboard. Exactly. So I think that 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 I always think about that tour because it stemmed. Like I remember Zed started doing it, and then now there's there has to be a collaboration. I with never a, connected those dots. Yeah, with like a big artist, and I always thought it was very weird. And I get it though because it it's just like you know it's a little bit of an easier push. So I, there is sometimes when I will see that, and I'm like, man, I wish I could do that. I wish I could get that. Um, cause sometimes you, you go to those artists and they're like, yeah, let's totally work. Uh, like I went to Azuna to work on a song and we were about to do it. And then he changed his number. I'm not even joking. Also, it was very hard to, to talk. He does not speak a lick of English. So we were using Google translate to each other and like, he's probably like, this isn't worth it. Yeah. Or you could have insulted him and didn't know. I could have Yeah. like, yo, this song is doo let's go and he's like wait why is this guy saying it's piece of sh-? How, how cool is that for you though to connect with human beings and have your first language really be music like the only it's common awesome. language you share is music it's awesome it's so cool when someone understands the music that i make and and understands like oh yeah i know how to sing on this like jarena was one of the most inspiring artists to work with her family is like jazz musicians cool and she comes from that side and then she just knows how to she knows how to make dance music she's like oh yeah dance music is just like let's let's do a little verse right here and then let's repeat something really well and i'll try to repeat something that's like really catchy but can you hear her jazz influence in it i can just hear that she she knows she knows how to do structured dance music or structured pop dance music you know she's just really smart with that and and she understands how songs are set up like i think there's a lot of artists that don't understand like here's here's the verse here's here's the i mean they do but they don't yeah like this is four bars this is four bars we need to do this many more bars like with never mind i'm not gonna talk about it 
Wow. Wow. What it Well, oh, no, no, no. I mean, it was it wasn't bad. This is actually a good thing. Like because usually with rappers, you only get a certain amount of you. You, if you're working with them, or if you're not working with them, actually, like if you're if you're just going after lyrics, you'll get a certain amount of lyrics, and that's it. And that's it. Did somebody give you way more than you needed because it, they didn't know? It, it was when I was in the studio with Archangel. Okay. I cut half of. I cut a. I cut a whole verse because I didn't realize he had gone on for so long. But, or I think I made him go on. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you tell me you're about to cut a verse to his rap? He was and the whole story's different. Oh, he was fine. Oh. No, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't. Got it. I actually made it. I, I just I yeah it, it that's it better? Yeah, that song is you know it's it's explicit so you can yeah. kind of <laughs> you can cut it wherever it is we can lose some stuff. people kind of understand what's still happening. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you said in a recent video you said uh, throw out your turntables because no one uses them oh, anymore. Oh man, this is I, this is the bane of my existence. <laughs> yeah, we- <laughs> well I'm saying I am a dance music producer and DJ. If you want to go rock a club in Vegas, yeah, go rock a club with with turntables. I'm just saying there are it's like a person that's like, oh, man, I only shoot on film. I don't I don't with digital cameras. I get it. And you're like, "Okay, well, there's (laughs) no more dark rooms anymore. (laughs) Like I used to be I I used I learned how to uh, process film in a dark room. And then the, the year after I learned that digital came out. So there was a lot of people that were doing the same thing. So for me, it's more like, look, if you have the option I would try to to learn how to DJ on CDJs like you were on turntables because in the end turntables may not be here. They're going to make a vinyl they're going to make a CDJ that is exactly like vinyl and you're going to hate trying to transfer to it. It it happens with everything. With Ableton when you when a new update comes out and some person's like, "Oh man, I'm only staying on Ableton 9." You're going to get stuck in the past and then your music isn't going to be as good because you're not going to be able to do as many things to audio or to MIDI. It's with everything. It's so, this comfort and fear of change. Exactly. That like really affects people in so many different facets of life. And that's I I, I, I watch Diplo all the time, and he is the best person with that. He and he is he has the least ego about letting go of that, or you know that's you know finding a lot of the new artists that people are like hating on. Like I remember Ray Shremmerd. I loved them. They got so much unsolicited hate for no reason, and everyone said that they're one hit wonders. Okay. Look at them now. Where's all those woodworkers now? <laughs> I bet they freaking love Ray Shremmerd. Mm-hmm. Black Beatles. Like, 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 it's insane. Well, but yeah, Diplo also put Lil Xan on a song. He put Designer on a song. Yep. That, I mean, that's what's cool about him. Like, yes, he will work with the big artists like Justin Bieber and Dua Lipa. Exactly. But he'll also take the, the, the mumble rappers, as people like to call them, and he'll be like, I'll do a song with them. He doesn't yeah. care. Which, the one common thread from talking to people like yourself, DJs and producers, the one, and the, uh, just, again, another realization in this moment, could be off, <laughs> but the one common thread between all of you, Diplo, Tiesto, Martin, I mean, you, you have a grasp on culture, mm-hmm. right? You have an understanding of the now while you're able to understand half a step ahead. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, you have to. I mean, and But that's also why you can forever change, and Tiesto will always have a hit when he's 97 years old, <laughs> right? so true. It's it's honest. It's insane. But, but he knows what people want today. He knows what people are doing. And he has an idea of where they could be going. And he's also, Tiesto is, he's very good at going to young kids to find out the new stuff. And he doesn't have an ego about it. He is one of the nicest dudes mm-hmm. I've ever met. That guy has a smile on his face 24-7. 
And he is so nice to everyone. He is not mean. He will go to any new artist and listen to their songs. That's what you have to be. You can't become an artist that is so like, I'm better than everybody. I don't yeah. need anybody. I'm the best, period, done. Bleh. He came to talk to us and I was like, all right. He has to <laughs> All right. <laughs> but you, you really can't do anything on your own. And, and it's the mumble rap thing with Diplo. Like, he obviously saw something in these kids and he saw a trend that was forming. And yeah. he was seeing the next generation of what rap music is going to look like mm-hmm. and then sound like. He's, it, he's so good at that. It's cool. But even yeah. you with Fortnite, like and Vine and all these other things. You're so cool, bro. You're on Thanks. culture, man. You really are. You you're like, the, you're like the cool uncle, you know? I, I try to be. Are you guys going to release music under Dilpo? I, I really want to. We were actually supposed to make music for that, but we were so busy that we didn't get to. So I do really want to. So I think we're going to try to work on some stuff for sure. That's cool. Yeah. When did you, <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. When did you finish What What in its entirety? I think almost a year. Maybe six or eight months ago, something oh, like that. Wow. Yeah. Like, fi- like got them all figured out, and then was like, all right, I need to finish the mixes on them. So you had all the songs cut. Yeah, I think all the songs were like finished, finished about where they're all mixed and mastered. I want to say March. Is it April? April. March or April was like album turned in. Gave it to the DSPs and and been been but I I had finished most of the stuff at the beginning of the year and was like choosing which ones that I wanted to be on it because I knew I didn't want it to be above twelve songs. How many are you sitting on that are all Spanish? A lot, really? Yeah, I have a song called Rubio that's with Jarena. I have another one with El Guincho. Um, I have um, this. What's her name? Oh, I forgot her name. That's rude. I know, I know. <laughs> Just kidding. She's from. Oh, where is she from? I think she's from. I think she's from Spain. Oh, man, I'm. I'm. I have a song with her. <laughs> we'll, we'll Google it later. Spain. Girl. I'll remember it. Spain. Girl. <laughs> oh man. Was there a difference in the dialects? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, like in in Dominic- for you, I'm like, yeah, of course there is. Yeah, duh. She knows. Like in uh, in 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 Mexico City, there's like yeah. a different way to say what's up. Which is like you could say yeah. "quepero," which means "what? What's that fart?" It's actually it's really weird. There's a lot of slang where it's like very bizarre. But do you have to? Produ- you don't produce differently around it, but no, it's all different Spanish cultures making up one album. Yes, yeah, cool. Yeah, what's White Boy about? <laughs> it's about uh, so uh, originally uh, Laura wanted to write about what she hated in these white dudes that that she had been dating. She wanted to call it <laughs> Boy. And I was like, look, I don't think we should make a song called Boy. I think that term is not going to last. Um, and then I was like, well, how many, like, I was like, what are the guys that you've dated? And she was like, oh, they've all been white. And I was like, well, let's write a song about how much you love white dudes. That will never go out of style. Yeah. yeah. And so she's like, oh, my God, that's such a great idea. And then, of course, I was like, and there could be a double entendre because white boy. And I made up this whole idea for a, a, the music video that I wanted to do. But it was I, I, Columbia's trying to get away from, you know, cocaine stuff. So mm-hmm. that was okay. kind of like the double entendre <laughs> that we wanted to go with. And the whole thing was going to be that uh, it was going to be this like it was going to look like a Calvin Harris esque music video. These these people in love and like but they would have like the spicy hot fights that you get into with Latin girls. Ooh. And towards the, the bridge of the song, 
they were going to be fighting so crazy, like throwing plates at each other. And then they were going to like fully like grab each other and kiss. And right as they kiss, the next drop would come in and the dude would just turn into dust. And then she would be like trying to get it all. And then it would smash cut to these cops coming in. And I wanted it to be where they, they were actually going in on this, this girl that was a drug addict that thought her boyfriend was real, but it was actually just cocaine. Wow, Whoa. that's deep, bro. I just deep. Wow. and like Shyamalan. No, it really, that's a twist. <laughs> I, I just but visualized I, the whole thing. <laughs> yes. and they said no. No, I said no. I I didn't want to. I, I like. I thought it was a cool idea, but um, I just didn't want to be insensitive. And I know that there's a lot of people that's like that's not that's not what we want to represent. And also, the song isn't really written about that, so it just mm-hmm. was like, ah, let's not make it make that what the song is. So the the music video is is really funny because it's just me. Like I'm kind of where's Waldo in it, <laughs> and I'm the white dude that she's in love with. It's really funny. It's 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 actually way better than that one because it's not as as dark at the end. <laughs> it seems like in all your music videos, you just like to dance around in the background. I love it. It's so much fun. <laughs> Isn't there one where you're like at a grill and there's like somebody? Re- yes. And you're just kind of just in the background or something. Still, my favorite music video I've ever done uh, it was for Need You, and that was oh my god, that was the best day ever. It was so much fun to shoot that. The the whole crew and cast were like the coolest people you just do whatever the fuck you want really yeah it's cool i just yeah. i love i love hanging out with my like my friend jack wagner mm-hmm. um he's the one that wrote need you and we're doing a tv show as well is this a sketch show for mtv this is not a sketch not no no this is this show that we made for go 90 okay oh, cool. but go 90 went under so we got all the rights back to it so we're figuring out what we're going to do with it right now. Look at you, but, TV mogul. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. But it's it's really funny cuz it's like about it's about social media and like the the um what would it be? Uh all the little facets of like the Logan Pauls or like the Snapchat people and or like it's all the the stereotypes of of those type of people and I play the manager that's kind of like this egotistical guy that needs to manage everybody. Like I need to manage, like any person that gets hot, I instantly start managing them. <laughs> and then what happens is from these people, I forget about them. And then, and then there's this group that I have that starts tarnishing my name. And then I make a social media halfway house that they all have to stay in. <laughs> and that's the kind of basis. Okay, of I what, love it. Yeah. That's the basis of what it is. That's funny. I, w- I saw you in uh, on billboards around town here. What was that what for? What was I doing? Oh, wait. Oh, that was for- You were just uh, on them. It was just you yeah. standing at a billboard. <laughs> you can be on a billboard too. <laughs> you took a stock image of yourself <laughs> years ago. It just starts reappearing. Yeah. just took out billboards for no reason. I kind of want to do that now. You should. Yeah, I might. Dude, it gets people famous in this city and it has for years. It does. But my, my So what I was on the billboard for was for the show Taskmaster. And it's a really funny show. It was on Comedy Central and it's like, it, I lost- if you, if anyone watched it, I watched, I lost the whole thing. I came in last place. <laughs> oh. But you do really odd tasks, like draw this person behind this curtain, and and you can only ask them yes or no questions. That's one of them that oh, didn't make fun. it. But that, it's it was the fun. best time yeah. I have ever had filming anything. Like we would we would do eight tasks in the day. It would be from like seven a.m. till five p.m. And I would always go to the producers and be like, dude, I will do any other ones <laughs> let me know i am having the best time but ever are you on the show as a celebrity yeah, or yeah. Are you just okay. i'm on it as as dylan francis the dj and music producer 
Whoa. <laughs> As myself. So the other Dylan Francis no, who no, showers, no. doubts himself. Not, and not the cool guy. Vines. <laughs> Got it. Not the, I'm, I'm more of like the relaxed version of myself. Cool. <laughs> Can you quickly tell the story of Gerald, like when you adopt him, yes. how he came about? When you okay. adopted him. So I went in for a meeting. Uh, By the way, Gerald's your pinata. My pinata. My pinata that I make stories with all the time, of, <laughs> and he ruins my life, and he does he has parties at my house without me um and what a douche douche. but i i had gone in for this meeting uh with this company i'm not gonna say who it was but they fulfilled my writer and one of the things on my writer was a pinata and as i was about to leave the guy goes hey do you want do you want your writer there's also bruce willis photos on there too i still have those um Airheads. Three of them. Three of them be airheads. Oh hell when yeah! They write the weird. Uh, the best. Yeah. What kind of Bruce Willis photos? It was are all you... from like anything from 1990 or below. So you give an era, and yeah. do they have to be framed? I say action stars, but usually they always get me Bruce Willis. Got it. And I'm fine with that. Okay. <laughs> it wouldn't be. Yeah. So so I'm like, yeah, I'll take I'll, I'll take the the pinata home. So I take it home, and I have this weird crevice in my house that I don't understand. Like it has an Ethernet cable, a cable. <laughs> cable for a tv mm-hmm. and then an uh, two outlets that's probably for meant this. for a television no 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 it's like no because it's it's real tiny it yeah, can only fit tiny- Gerald in there yeah oh what yeah it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense because why does the ethernet cable need to be in there when it's near two doors like yeah. it's just ridiculous so <laughs> anyways he fit perfectly in there and then the next day, I think I was just going to the fridge and I opened up Snapchat and I was looking for something to eat and I looked at the pinata and I'm just like, huh. And I just started screaming, aren't you happy, Gerald? Aren't you happy? Aren't you happy, Gerald? Gerald! And from that, it turned into that, like it literally took its own thing of me. And then after I did that, I just start, I started doing more and more. And then all of a sudden I started making stories where he was having parties at my house and then like (laughs) having seances and turning into a different creature. And I don't know. It was just like, it was so fun. It was when, when Snapchat was like at the peak of, of what it was where like, it was. I don't know. It was so instant because they hadn't done the the um. Memories. What is it? The algorithmic. Yeah. yeah well, memory. that and the algorithmic feed. Oh, gotcha. I think it was like so instant. People were on there because mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, this is real life. This yeah. is really what's happening." Because on Instagram, filter, I think maybe. even it's yeah, it's the filter, and also you're saving all your videos, and then you're like going home and be like, "Well, did I look good? Mm-hmm. Mm, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay." Let's upload this. <laughs> that is also exactly what I do in bed. <laughs> to the T. I look at myself and I go, it's going up. <laughs> you got to be a fan of yourself for others to join the fan club. Okay? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't do that. I, I'm, now I'm going to go home and do that. Do that yeah. yeah. When you were making content for Vine and Snapchat, was that taking your creative energy away from music? No. If anything, that was like helping everything because I was being so creative. Mm-hmm. God. I was in it. I was, And also those videos for me, they didn't take that long. A lot of people were like, man, you have so much time on your hands. I'd literally spend an hour just sitting there because as I was saying, like I go through it really fast i don't i don't really like think uh, i don't i never thought about it i just did it i just kept going and going and going and then i would finish a story and then be like all right cool let's go work on music now wow dylan francis story (laughs) of social improv yeah (laughs) that's what it is that's gonna be a master class one day man 
I'm going to be a teacher? <laughs> a professor. I'm going to be a professor. Mm-hmm. So I look up to the stars. Oh, my God. <laughs> NYU, <laughs> here I come. <laughs> How'd the Nicki Minaj sample come about? That I just heard out of nowhere. Like, really? Yeah. I got a text from my manager saying, Suppose, don't say anything, but supposedly Nicki Minaj sampled Bun Up the Dance for her, one of her songs. And I was like, dude, hell yeah, let's go. Dope. And then the day before the album came out, they sent me the, the final of it. And I was like, this sounds so cool. They don't, I mean, I don't have any say on it. They just ask if they can use a sample. And then my publisher is like, yeah, sure, pay us this. And that's it. And then you never talked to Nicki Minaj ever. She never even talked to me. She just retweeted me. And then I said, yo, you want to work on a song? And she didn't answer me. <laughs> But hey, See, I'm telling you, so it's maybe, hard. It's no, maybe, hard. Yeah. That's what, maybe, maybe these big names don't want to work with you. I yeah, guess that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, but it's happening organically it, it in might small be, steps. It might be from the comedy stuff. Yeah. I always think about that the comedy stuff might throw off a lot of people. Like, um, Luckily, g Easy wanted to work with me, but when, when I brought a lot of the, the music video ideas that I wanted to do with him... <laughs> <laughs> Could you pitch us the craziest one? He's probably uh, yep. nope. I will. I will. I'll tell you one. Oh, man, I shouldn't though, because actually, no, no, no. I can't say it. But I will say that in the music video, we wanted G Easy to die, and there be, to be a scene where I was looking up to him in the sky, like, kind of like Fast and the Furious style, where I was nice. like, "I'm gonna do this for you." <laughs> um, and then you just I replaced make... G Easy with Machine Gun Kelly in the music video. <laughs> <laughs> then he's there, G. <laughs> Um, but well, I, I'd, I'd sent him a bunch of, of ones that I wanted to do that were like, you know, very much in the comedy space and, you know, the, it's different for a lot of pop artists. They need mm-hmm. to maintain the way that they are perceived. Yeah. He has a and for me, serious vibe. Yeah. i for me. I mean, I talk about my pants all the time, dude. Let's go. Yeah. I know. Remember that. But when you're pitching creative ideas, I mean, you're not, you're, they're not coming from a place of. I think this is going to hurt your character. No, 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 absolutely not. But it's just more of like, uh, I don't like there's a comfortability thing. And there's also like, it's hard for them to see the vision that I have in my head. Yeah. Um, so that's why it just makes it a little hard. Like if I bet if I went to Nicki Minaj, if we made a song, and was like, Hey, like I want, I want to do this. You know, if I want to do need you, she'd be like, I don't know what the f- you're talking about, dude. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. I want to look sexy. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the thing. Like, I don't want to look sexy. So you think you made? <laughs> you could be sexy. I think I, I've, I, you've I, tried. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. So you think you've created a I've reputation <laughs> or a name where people are like, he doesn't take it all too seriously, and we don't want to ruin our brands. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I think that could definitely happen sometimes. The, the last time I yeah. saw you was at the Camila Cabello concert. I was pretty drunk. You were you were thriving. I was thriving. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great word. I was thriving. It's a great way to. Dude, to put I was it. having a. F- Blast. You showed up ready to have a good time. Yes, and I, I we started that night, ended it not together because <laughs> I saw the photo of that moments ago. Um, but, what happened? But, you, know, you know, it's it's a spectacle. It's me eating it's me eating cheese fries and the cheese is hanging from my mouth. Yum. Yeah, <laughs> and it stressed me out. You're wearing this beautiful, expensive shirt that cost a freaking fortune. Nothing got on it. Okay, good. I, I'm a good drunk, dude, dude. I take care of my clothes, dude. not myself. But the clothes, <laughs> clothes? Yeah, they're worth more. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Take care of what has value. <laughs> um, uh, what were you doing there? Did you want to do a song with her? Were you trying to recruit her for what what? I, well, I made a remix for her songs, Real Friends, and That's I it. love that song. I thought that song was so good. So I just wanted to also see what her performance is like. It's just, it's always good to go to one of those shows and see what someone else is doing for their live shows. Yeah. Um, just like you know going to the kanye i I didn't go to the kanye show but i watched a bunch of videos of that i'm trying to think of what other shows i've gone to that like 
where I went to go. Actually, yeah, when I did see Kanye, I saw him at the, um, oh man, it was for the Yeezus concert. And that was incredible. With the stage above yes. the yeah. crowd? Yeah. No, no, not that oh, one. That was... No, no, that was the one where he had, he, the, Yeezus was the one where he had that huge LED block behind him and like mm-hmm. the crazy okay. stage. And that one, I, I remember seeing it on pictures and I was like, ah, this sucks, man. I don't know. And then I went to it and I was like, oh, I get it. I get it now. You have one, he has hit after hit after hit. And two, up close, that actually does look awesome. There's something about live music and the presentation that will never get old. No. It's totally different when you go and see it with, with that stage, with, with, with whatever. Like, even for my show, I have a lot of visuals that go with songs. So it, like, it creates a whole different. It's almost like watching a music video when you like when you come to my shows. That's cool. Yeah. I, I went to go see BTS last night and it was kind of similar. Like it felt like I a bet. very live music video. Even the way they shot the physical performance on stage. I would was, love to see that. It, it, they're here until Sunday. Like Where are they yeah, playing? Staples Center. For Every, how much? I, I, Where can you buy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can get you tickets, but I'm sure you can get yourself tickets. I don't know anybody from BTS. I, I'll try. I mean, if you need help. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Up and down. I would honestly love. I would love to go see that because I have never. I, I think that would be just such an incredible experience. It's sick. It's yeah. really crazy. Um. But but I don't know. It got me thinking. You know. Obviously, talking about the visuals. It's it's really it's yeah a spectacle. Is that? I mean, it goes back to the universal language thing. That that's what music is. Yep. Mm. You've worked with the Spanish culture. Would you tap into K-pop? Would you tap into any other languages? I don't really have a, a desire to tap into K-pop. Um, I think my stuff is is more like in in Latin America. Just like I love, I love reggaeton. Um, like I love the Bali funk stuff that that's from like Brazil. And I, I think I'm like I'm kind of in the same zone as as Diplo, where we, we get really you get really inspired from that type of stuff or like at, uh, Atlanta hip hop. Got it. Like going to the, going to Atlanta and listening to the radio stations out there is so crazy and different. Like, you know, they had the stanky leg playing before it came over here, like two years. Cause that's when I used to work in Atlanta. So it was like, it's so interesting to hear the artists that break out of there where it's like, Oh, it's kind of like Australia. Remember that Gautier song? Dude. Yeah. That song didn't break out for two years from Australia. And then all of a sudden it was, Huge, yeah. Massive, yeah. So it's so interesting to to. Um, I think my, my zone is kind of like, you know, Australia style music, which is like very summery, which is like coming over out of my songs, and then like get low and and then this album. We're, we're obviously writing uh, this the genre that you're bringing back, but do you do you think there's going to be a sound that's on the cusp? Like, do you think like what's coming a year from now, a year and a half from now? And do you think that far out in terms of sound? I try to, I, I mean, yeah, we definitely try to, cause, um, I mean, you just always want to try to be working on something new right now. I feel like it's kind of stagnant. Um, but I do feel like there's like a huge house revival happening. Like mm-hmm. old nineties house. I feel like is, is really going to come back. Cool. That's what I feel like. Word. And how do you how do you twenty eighteen that one? Start working on it now. <laughs> <laughs> do you think uh, albums are dead? No, no. Just put them I now they better not be. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you put a whole album out and then the singles rise. I, and they yeah, live yeah, their yeah. Own life. I, I do think that in terms of like stream, like when you're when you look at it for like streaming success, where it's like billions of numbers and blah 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 blah. I think that they're dead. I think in terms of fans that want to hear it, they want to, they definitely want a body of work. Mm-hmm. I think my fans especially 
like I felt kind of bad just releasing single after single because I know that my fans like when I released this this mixtape is fire it did really really well for me because they got to sit with all the songs and kind of choose which one they gravitated mm-hmm. towards most and then would hear at the shows or when you when for me as a DJ when you give single by single it, like it kind of alienates some of them where they're like ah I can't get into this one I'll wait for the next one but kind of bummed so I, th- I think with an album it helps since my since my sound is so all over the place all the time that it helps with some person to be like oh okay cool that's my song from there and i'm happy with it that's <laughs> science no that so makes a ton of sense smart. it really does <laughs> because you're not necessarily playing a singles game and a no. great song can show up like you said a great song earlier with gotier a great song can show up on the radio at any moment in time uh, even with matter. i love it the um the McDonald's song. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> Man, you have a good voice. You sound, no. just, like, you sound just like Justin Timberlake. I'm being insane. Nailed it. There you go. We're a team. We yeah. got this. I miss Icona Pop now. Thanks. Oh man, that song was then that was that was a crazy one too. Also, my song Get Low. Oh my god. That gosh. song wasn't a platinum record mm-hmm. until it happened on Fast and the Furious. Would you say that that song is would would you say that's your most life-changing song? Um in ter- like in terms of what? Well, I mean, I, status, money? I mean, like I I had always been I'm a touring artist, so for me making money off of music has always been just a plus like i i tour constantly so that's where i make most of my money it was like i think that's where i make like 70 percent of my money or something but like that that song can change everything in that touring game right yeah I, but i still tour at the same amount <laughs> <laughs> but did, did your rate rise <laughs> yeah yeah that's true okay yeah you're right you're right you're right the, it, it definitely does change a lot i've still just always been in the same you know mindset of just having fun making music and and that's it it's because that that song too was never it's it's funny that that song became such a big song because no one ever thought that it was gonna be that which is crazy it's so weird dude that production is so hooky and catchy you just you 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 move you feel it it. it's it's really awesome that it did you're you're right it does help with like getting booked at festivals get like you know i bet that's one of the reasons why i got booked at coachella probably two years ago or something like that was because get low became such a big song it is a main it's a mainstream song yeah and if somebody doesn't necessarily know you by name you can play that 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 hook that's true for them they'll know okay you're right you're right you're right that's true that's very true it does help with with having the story that's there without someone knowing my face or my name or my social media it gives that other story of like oh yeah i know dylan francis now i love that song (laughs) you're right you're right it definitely did change a lot. I'm, I don't know. Sorry, I just. Took- <laughs> no, you're right. You maybe like just realize, like, because I don't ever think about that stuff again, like that. Yeah. And then, and then when I do, it's like, oh man, I'm really grateful for that. Like, I, truthfully, I am grateful that they, because I went in to meet Rachel, who was doing the, um, she was picking the songs for it, and she had Get Low in there as like, hey, we're just this is a hold. We're trying to find a different song. Do you have anything else? And I gave her the the rebirth that DJ Snake and I did, and I was like. Oh my god! I hope I hope they use it. And then luckily, I got the call from Cobalt, and they were like, "Hey, they're actually going to be using Get Low in the trailer," and it was mind blowing. But I mean, I never. Right now, I think I'm probably more excited that that happened than I was in that moment because I, I think at that moment I was still just like, "All right, cool, sick. I'm going to go make some more music." Yeah, on to now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now look at you. Years later, a reflection. Yeah. <laughs> you can look at the whole two, song differently. Two years later. Wait, it's probably yeah. Two or three. Yeah, two years later. Wow. 
Time flies, man. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm old. Question Do they give you a private jet every time you perform in Vegas? No. No, no, no. You have to only, fly on a commercial jet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I fly oh, Southwest. <laughs> I fly so, Wait, so that's funny you bring that up because I posted a picture a while ago of, of, of Southwest and <laughs> it's a. <laughs> Okay, well, anyways, I posted a picture of Southwest. I'm not going to say what I did to it, but uh, it was really funny because a bunch of kids were like, you're not flying on Southwest. I take Southwest every time I go to Vegas. It's good every time. <laughs> it is so cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I don't get- want to take a private. I only take a private jet if I have to. That's the only time I do. It's And it's if I need to make it to another show. Yeah. Like I went up to Seattle for, for this video game thing for Destiny. And then after the the Destiny thing, I had to go and play in Vegas, so it made sense to take a, a jet from there. But will the will the hotel send it to you? Because they have like a no, no, a no. Couple. no. You do it yourself. Do it myself. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I've never met someone who said I don't like private jets. I love private jets. I just don't want to take them all the time. They're expensive, man. You'll ruin flying commercial for yourself, <laughs> and then you have too. to pay uh, all the time. And then once you f- fly PJs constantly, then you then know, you're your going to see counts. me on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, with you remember t- Get Low? With your turntable. How about you get low and uh, come on, give me some money because this is getting low. Doing <laughs> <laughs> oh, Francis. Oh, I enjoy you a lot. September 28th you, is What What. It's yes. what, what? The, what What? The only thing, a part of the album that's not in Spanish is the name. Yes. Well, no, then, then also the, the song White Boy with Laura. That's in Spanish and English. Got it. And I just want to say, just go listen to it. Listen to it all the way through, even if you don't listen to music in Spanish, listen to it all the way through, and then make your stance on it. If I had fun making it, and that's all I want someone to do. It's just that. That's all I asked for. Cool. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. Is there a song when you listen back to the album, you're like, this one could be a hit? Do you think like that? Um, yeah, there's two. There's two. White Boy, um, and then this song, No Pare, with Yashua. Cool. It, those are my two favorite songs that I've made to date. Whole career, whole career, yeah, yeah, yeah. No part is like when I, I it's it's funny. I'll I'll step away from the record, and then I'll come back and listen to it, and it's so enjoyable to for for me to listen to it. And there's like, because there's there is that point where sometimes when you go back to listen to a record and you're like, oh, because I've had this record for so long that I've been that I'll go back and be like, oh man, I wish I could change that now. And I've gone back to that and been like, man, so excited for people to hear that one. That's a great feeling. Yeah. Look at that. I feel great. <laughs> Listen to What What differently now yes. after hearing this conversation. Yes. Dylan Francis, yes. you're a good man. I love you guys. It was you, so amazing to talk. I love having great conversations. Can we come to your house you one just, day? Yes. Great. Cool. Anytime you want, come and swim. Uh, I'm getting the pool heater fixed. Let's go. Wow. I, just let us know when it's fixed, though. I don't want to yes, see a cold pool. I, it's very cold. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is sadly very cold. Yeah, I, I think falls coming around. <laughs> I thank you so much for spending time with us. Our, our, thank you. Our whole relationship started with Dan or Dan smelling you and <laughs> yes. you smelling Dan. Yeah. We were just smelling each other. Look, we were having a great time. We're going to smell each other later, too. Yeah. yeah. You do whatever you guys want to do. <laughs> it's our thing. Just let us be. Um, we're going to smell each other. We're going to eat some Kit Kats, and we're going to have a great day. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is exciting. I was going to try to invite myself on your private jet, but now I know I don't that have it's a Southwest jet. No, yes, guys, you get one every time. Uh, come, out, come on. Burbank. Let's go. <laughs> fly out of Burbank. Southwest. Let's I want to come see you in Vegas. Dude, anytime you want to come, it's on me. Wow. 
All right, we're gonna call Southwest flight too. I'll handle the Southwest ticket. Don't worry. Can we share a bed in your hotel room? Uh, yeah. Wait, I have wait, a couch. Wait. Oh, sweet. All right. Yeah, yeah. Wow. we can pull get out, a, we can get a couch. Well, no, no, it's a regular couch, but we can get a bunch of cots. Oh, perfect. I, yeah. I, I don't want things to get a little uncomfortable in the room, but I gotta acknowledge something <laughs> that I've just picked up now for a third time coming out of Dan. You brought up the fact that Brendan Yuri was I think hot. You said, "quote so hot." Yeah, or so Brendan Yuri is hot. Yeah. He's great looking. He, he, a beautiful man. Very rarely hear that out of Dan. And then I heard him make another, like, almost like an advance towards you. Uh, it, I asked him if I could share his bed. Yeah. Well, then there was one <laughs> in between Brendan Yuri and sharing of the bed. Which one was that? I'll get back to you. I forget what it is, but it, it jumped out. We'll get right. Brendan Yuri because he's from Vegas. So we'll yes. get Brendan Yuri. Wow. We'll have a sleepover. You <laughs> and <laughs> we'll then to top it all off, we'll take a shower together and think of weird things. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, my God. We'll have the yeah. best idea ever. <laughs> it's really going to be quite a tripod. I'm ready. ready. You I'm get ready. That That's too. what they call us. They call us the tripod. The yeah. tripod. Oh, watch out. The tripod's coming. <laughs> <laughs> the visual in my head is, I don't know how I feel actually about the visual in my head. I feel like I see what your visual is. It, what are you thinking? <laughs> I like it. What? what? September 28th. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be there and watch. <laughs> Go and listen to the album. Dylan Francis, you're, you're yes. a gem. You guys friend. are gems, too. Gem. Thank you. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.